0: we're going to go to our orthopedic clinic phone line now where we welcome on justin ferguson of the auburn observer for our first chat in 2024 justin as always the time is greatly appreciated hope you had a happy new year how are you today i'm doing well how are you doing very well and of course auburn fans had a a kind of a mixed new year as they had a a two for one on december the 30th one in nashville one in auburn between football and basketball we'll get to basketball in just a little bit, but we'll start with football. And, Ferg, obviously the first quarter, punch in the mouth was Auburn trailing 21-0. Uh, just what kind of started to go wrong from the get-go, and, and then what were the ways in which Auburn failed to fix it, I guess?
1: Yeah, it, it really comes down to the fact that the defense, um, you know, struggled early on and kind of dug, out, dug a hole that Auburn could get out of. Um, you know, Auburn, this season, when they've been able to play against quality opponents, um, they've been able to get off to good starts. You know, defenses had to carry them. This game had some new faces back there, missed tackles, missed opportunities, could have landed off fumble, you know, gave up some big plays, guys moving around. They just got off to a really bad start on defense. And and, and this offense just, you know, simply put against teams that were decent this season, uh, teams that, you know, finished with winning records, Auburn just couldn't really move the ball through the air against them and made them one-dimensional, made them really hard to uh, do anything with. So Maryland took advantage of that. Up twenty-one nothing. Defense played really well outside of the first quarter, and, and you know you say that and say, well, you know they got they put themselves in that position, um, you know, with the struggles they had in that first quarter. But really, I mean, Auburn's all offense, the passing game in general, just you know, well, when Auburn beat teams this year, they were better through the air, and and you know they were not able to do that enough against quality competition this season, uh, and it really was kind of a fitting into this this year when you struggled to move the ball through the air, struggled to do much of anything on offense um, you know, for the majority of the game. And um, you can you find that with the slow start on defense. Uh, you were in trouble in a hurry, and, and Auburn just didn't have what it took to, to fight back.
2: Justin, you, you talk about the offensive struggles, you move, them, move the ball to the air, we, we've watched it all year, not the, the strength of this offense. The strength was kind of the running game, but the Auburn's leading rusher, Jarquez Hunter, only had 44 yards. The longest run of the day was a 10-yard run by Oscar Chapman on a fake punt. What was it that uh, that you saw that Maryland was doing to kind of stymie that that running attack?
1: Yeah, they, they were good up front. Um, this this Maryland defense was a, was a pretty good defense throughout the year, even without their best linebacker. Um, they, they had pretty much all their defensive front back uh, for this game intact. And, and uh, you know, they shot the gaps. They overplayed things. They tried to make all the one-dimensional because they, they didn't fear what Auburn could do through the air, and for good reason. They just couldn't get anything done, so they got to really load up against the run, stack the box. Uh, against them and go to work. I thought Auburn's offensive line did not play particularly well in this game either. I thought Maryland's line was just better. Um, you know, got off to a better start. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I think if if you can't throw the ball, it's going to be harder on the ball. Um, and I think that was the big thing for Auburn in this game was that you know they didn't have enough of a threat to throw it to really open things up. And then when you do that and you're not executing as well up front. Um, you're not going to be able to do much of anything. So the running game really, really got gummed up because of that.
0: And, Justin, with the quarterback situation, obviously this will continue to be uh, a big commentary throughout the season. And we heard some language before the game and in, in the weeks leading up to it that uh, Peyton Thorne was going to be the guy and that sort of thing going into 2024. Uh, just kind of remind us on maybe how strong or not strong that proclamation was, and then obviously update us after this game of what Coach Freeze had to say about quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, it was pretty strong before the game. I, I mean, Auburn, you know, Auburn really wanted to build around Peyton Thorne and and you know say that hey, we can add some more talent, and you can kind of turn them loose here next season, and that that'll be your that'll be your move. Um, obviously, this game was a really big struggle and i think it comes down to the fact that against teams with a winning record this season FPS teams with a winning record Peyton thorn was dead last in the sec and in, in passing efficiency outside of the top 100 just Auburn just couldn't get it done through the air and you don't want to blame that all on the quarterback but he's a very big part of it for sure and i think you know after the game freeze was asked about The quarterback position he said hey it's wide open you know we got to reevaluate everything i think there's this pressure i mean you know you lost um the way you did you know you've got to be better and and look um you know auburn is is a team that is going to be happy about bringing in new talent wide receiver and you know x y and z but you know i just uh, you know you you could see that auburn's got to be They've, they've, they've got to improve somehow. And, and that's not to say you know Peyton Thorne has zero chance of being Auburn starter next season, but I do think uh, Auburn is not going to hand it to him for sure. And it looks like it's going to be opened up. Obviously, you know, yesterday, there was this word that Auburn made a late push to try to get in Cam Ward's ear uh, to transfer Ward decides to go to the NFL draft um, where he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in this class. We'll see, you know. What happens there? Transfer quarterbacks, you know? Um, you know, what, what, what does Alburn end up doing with the rest of it? KJ Jefferson picks a spot. DJ O'Youngle takes, takes a spot. Who's left? Well, right before y'all called, I don't know if you saw this, but Caden Salter, Liberty's quarterback, entered the transfer portal or is expected to enter the transfer portal. So, yeah, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country this season. Obviously, Liberty was a phenomenal team this year. I know they got blown out by Oregon, but it's Oregon. Uh, and, you know, had a great, great season. He's probably going to enter the transfer portal. I would be stunned if Auburn was not going to be getting the mix with him. Guy who obviously played some for freeze uh, while he was at Liberty, really took off under Jamie Chadwell this year into one of the best efficient quarterbacks in the country. You know, that could be something where Auburn feels like they can knock on that door. So, I do think it's going to be pretty wide open uh, here for Auburn moving forward. And I think, you know, they have at least reportedly got themselves into a position to, you know, go after a transfer portal quarterback again. And they just they need to be better. And I think that's the thing where you could sit here and say with the quarterback room, hey, we had some talent around them. We get some more continuity. You could be better. Sure. But when Auburn was as bad as they were throwing the ball this season against quality opponents, you, you know, you can reevaluate everything. And I think part of that is going to be the quarterback spot.
2: Uh, Justin, switching to the other side of the football, you know, you, you talk about the, the defense kind of got punched in the mouth early, 21 points in the first quarter alone for Maryland. They, then they kind of adjusted things. You, you talked about you had some new guys back there, some younger guys in, in, the, in the defensive backfield. When you look at where this Tigers defense left off in 2023 after this bowl game going into 2024, what is your uh, outlook for for how they're going to develop over the spring and summer?
1: I thought this was a solid defense. I didn't think it was a great defense, but they got the job done more often than not. Um, you know, it's a solid defense for a year one. Um, they had some deficiencies up the line of scrimmage. Wasn't as thin. Or they were thin up front. Um, you know, didn't have the pass rush that you'd kind of been used to in the past. Had to move some guys around in the secondary. You know, new way of playing linebacker. They did all right. Uh, I do think the second, third, and fourth quarter against Maryland showed that this team you know can adjust they respond well to adversity they pull themselves out of the fire pretty well that was kind of a theme throughout the season um, you know they've got real potential and I think if you keep adding talent to this to this defense you can see where things are, are going I thought Rod Roberts did a great job this year in game adjustments doing things on the fly calling some things, you know, scheming some things up, you know, turning Auburn loose in that area. Um, so I think, this, I think this defense has potential for the future. They've got to, you know, get better at the line of scrimmage. They've got to, um, you know, get, create more pressure. I think Jalen McLeod, a fully healthy year for him could be good. You did get some big name guys on the defensive line in this recruiting class. Your linebacker group, your Jack group for the future looks strong. You got a ton of youth in the secondary. That's pretty highly rated. So, I mean, You know, it's not perfect by any means, but I do think they have a lot of forward momentum, you know, going into 2024. Might not be an elite defense, might not be a complete shut you down kind of defense, but I like the framework and I like how they kind of set the tone here in year one. And I kind of feel the same way about the running game for the most part as well for Auburn. You can see. Hey, Auburn was, you know, on offense was a little better, you know, run blocking this season. Um, there were some tough games, but there were also some games where they ran the ball really, really well against some really good opponents. Um, you've got some pieces back there. I just think that the passing game, not to just immediately go back to it, I think it's the big question mark. I mean, can you get better in that area? How much better can you get in that area? Because until you do that, I don't know how much of a contender you can be. But I do like the foundation on defense. They just have to build on it. <sighs> Justin, uh, talking about on the recruiting side of things with football just a little bit, uh, I'm sure you've seen all the videos that have been coming out from some of the practices going on, uh, the Under Armour practice, the All-American practices. But, uh, you know, for Auburn fans, kind of fill them on some of the stuff that you've seen with that. And is these, is this something that Auburn fans really need to pay attention to, some of these guys that are in these games? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson are, you know, like play right away type of talents. Um, and I think they're showing that in these games. Um, you know, you've got guys like Demarcus Riddick having really good practices. He he got to you know Demarcus Riddick, Joe Phillips, a good number of those guys on defense went through bowl practices with Auburn, so they've got a head start, and they're playing a lot of football right now. And things like the Under Armour game and the you know the the U.S. Army game, um, you know, I, I think that's a. I think that's a really good sign for them. You know, it's it's exciting to still look at the future. It's a top 10 recruiting class. Um, You know, Auburn's back to kind of getting the dudes that they need long term. Um, Not all of them are guaranteed to be great successes and all that. That's just how recruiting works. But um, this is a really good recruiting class. Um, I, I do think a lot of those guys have the ability to come in and play right away. I think some of them as early enrollees. You know, I've gotten that head start. So, yeah, it's a good way to be optimistic because, I mean, the bottom line is this 2023 season for Auburn was another rough year. I mean, you finish with another losing record. You feel like you left a lot on the table. This team should have been a lot better, on you know, in win losses this season than they were, um, you know, or how they turned out. And, and I mean, free said it, you know, after the game on Saturday. He's like, oh, we should have been better. I should have done better for this team. So, there's a lot of negatives in that aspect, but. You look at the recruiting and you look at um, just kind of some of the off-field moves they make. I think, you know, the addition, uh, you know, of, of, you know, a number of uh, guys to this team, I think, could be really big, you know, right away. Um, I really like what they've got going on, Uh, you know, just in the terms of the roster build. You just got to turn it into some on-field success. Um, And and so I think recruiting was obviously going to be the lifeblood of this rebuild. Auburn did well in that area. They just gotta get everything else to catch up and, and you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be the real task at hand in twenty twenty four. You gotta gotta win more games, gotta gotta give people some more stuff to buy into.
0: Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Ferg, We turn our attention to basketball, Uh, another game in the non-conference tonight against Penn after a very successful weekend game against Chattanooga. And, of course, this coming weekend on Saturday, Auburn opens SEC play at a very tough place to play at Fayetteville at Bud Walton Arena. So take us through this week of Auburn basketball.
1: Yeah, the game tonight against Penn is going to be really interesting. I think Penn lines up very similarly to the Chattanooga team that Auburn blew out on Saturday night. Penn's a better three-point shooting team in terms of you know efficiency. They don't shoot quite as many as Chattanooga did, but they're really good when they do hit them. got a lot of good shooters on that team. They will test Auburn on that area on, on the defense. But for Auburn, it's just, hey, take care of business. Keep playing your style of basketball and keep that momentum going. You go to Arkansas on Saturday. Arkansas is kind of being Arkansas this year where they get off to a little bit of slower start and not quite as impressive as you thought they would be early on, Auburn may be able to try to, hey, pick them off early, uh, take advantage of the fact you get Arkansas before they really, really get going. Uh, But, you know, Bud Walton's a really tough place to play. Auburn has had very little success uh, there historically. Um, So it'll be a great opportunity. I think it's basketball team is in a great spot right now, playing with a lot of momentum, um, playing their brand of basketball, and uh, they, you know, Bruce Pearl said it yesterday. He's like, "This is a great time to be playing like this." Right before you head into SEC play, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a gauntlet. Auburn's going to lose games, obviously, moving forward. But um, they're pretty hot right now, and they're going to want to keep that up tonight against Penn.
0: He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Ferg, what do you have going on with the Observer as we start the new year?
1: Yeah, you can check out my story today on uh, Jalen Williams. And just, you know, Jalen Williams has been on a tear here recently, averaging nearly 18 points a game and, you know, not missing any shots hardly. Um, he's had back-to-back games where he hadn't missed a two-point field goal attempt, and he's shooting really well from deep as well. And so my story today is just why. Why is this happening now? And there's some pretty interesting I- insight there from from uh, Bruce Perlow and then some guys on Auburn's team about why Jalen Williams is playing like this right now. So you can check that out. At the Observer, got the roster tracker rolling. We got plenty of stuff going on uh, here in the uh, in the days ahead. So, uh, go to auburnobserver. Sign up there. Six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. Podcasts and newsletters covering Auburn football and men's basketball and. Uh, you know, nothing's going to slow down on the football side. and We're but just about to get really cranked up in basketball soon. So check it out.
0: Absolutely. It's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer with us today on Sports Call. Again, as always, Justin, we certainly appreciate the time, and we look forward to talking again next week.
1: Yeah, appreciate you guys.